Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Go Rangers Radio, broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios here in New York, baby! Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and please, everybody, say hello to your friend of mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, what's the story, buddy? What's up, man? How are you? How is everybody doing? I hope everyone's getting along well. You gonna turn this music off or what? I always wait till the end, buddy. Come on, Holy. this is episode 29. How many? Sh- we've done 29 I had, shows, I- buddy. You know I had this whole thing in my head. Come, I had this whole intro. And, come on, yeah, man. It's not even worth it anymore. <laughs> you want to start over? Again. You want to start over? I'll start over. You, you want to start from the beginning? You want to start from the beginning? You ready? You know what? I, I forgot. I forgot even what I was going to say. Forget it. Don't even bother. Wow. One forget week it. out of practice, man. What What have you been doing? Oh, you, you did tweet earlier you were drinking. Is this what's going on here? Well, you know, don't Might you don't want been. PR and marketing to get a hold of this information, buddy. You'll be on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here enjoying a little uh, San- tan- sand. Good, you goodness, can't I am even drunk. say it. You feel I can't drunk. even say. T- <laughs> I can't even say tangerine. Goodness gracious, tangerine white claw. Enjoying myself. Very nice, the fabulous quarantine stay-at-home life of Kevin Delory, ladies and gentlemen. So, how you feeling, buddy? Everybody good at home? You all right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, everybody, you know, you know, everybody's hurting a little bit tonight. You know why? Because I just spanked everybody at Uno earlier tonight. So, you know, everyone's not feeling well, you know, a little down in the dumps, but I'm feeling good. You know, I made sure to talk a little trash, you know, after I took them all down. So give me some Uno trash talk. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I kept what do saying, you, say? you know, <laughs> no, because I kept saying, you know, I'm on the winner side of the table. This is the winner side of the table. That's the loser side of the table. You know, there's only so much. There's only so much trash you can talk playing Uno. (laughs) You know, I draw two Jew, bitch. You know, I mean, you know, that doesn't work. (laughs) All right, man. All right. So, did you do uh, any of the yoga stretches that we uh, told everybody during the week that we do before the uh, podcast? You see that? Uh, Yeah, didn't do that. No. <laughs> the no only stretches stretch. I'm doing is, you know, the white claw, like, from, like, my lap to my mouth. <laughs> That's about All it. All right. All right. Well, here we are, buddy. April 22nd, 2020. And it's still, still 2020? Still yes. 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're here to remind Sorry. everybody, and especially you, buddy. But um, Just wanted to check. Yeah. Still no hockey. Uh, don't see uh, anything coming back except um, – I don't know. I don't know if anything's coming back. Well, they're talking about it. The yeah. uh, I saw some rumors today. They 
the Florida owner is saying that, you know, they're talking about potentially coming back in July. Games in Arizona. Why are you so why are you so negative? It's coming. I'm not negative. whether you whether you think it's coming or not, it's happening. I don't think it's happening. Yeah, me either. <laughs> yeah. Fire up some dream on by Arizona. <laughs> I hey, mean, look. we we hear this like every week though. It's like, yeah, we're, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. You know what the biggest problem with it too, Paulie, is just like like how far away is it from even when like this season ended? Does anybody care anymore? Like I just don't even care, I think. Well, like that's... it's been so long. You can't I feel like you can't even just pick up from where it was. Like I have lost all the momentum that I have. I'm like already looking the next season. I'm I'm already on the draft. I mean, the NFL draft is tomorrow. That's where my focus is on. I, I I'm not even thinking about NHL right now. And it's even over. that, Steven, that come on. The NFL's not coming back either. Come on already. What do you really? mean it's not coming back? Come on. Do you think everything's uh, gonna be back in the fall? Uh yes. Really? Yes. I mean maybe not in September, maybe you know, maybe October or something, but Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of the leagues right now are pushing to look, it all depends on what happens. I mean you know, as everybody starts to open up and just does the sort of gradual opening here and and uh, what ha- businesses. Are you, are you, Kevin DeLore, going out anywhere <laughs> besides essential food shopping and liquor sales and gas and toilet paper? Are you going anywhere without testing? Um, If I am. Given the green light, I, I would start going out and be careful about it. I'm not going to be like, who's who's the magic person who says it's not in the air anymore? Cuomo. He's the guy. <laughs> I got all my faith in him. I watch his press conference every day. He makes me feel all like warm and fuzzy inside. I'm, I'm good with what he says. No, I mean, look, if you have to obviously be careful. I mean, again, it's not just going to be like, you know, they drop like the, uh, the starting gate and everybody runs back to work and the school and the games and stuff, it's going to be gradual and you have to, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, people who have had the virus can go back to work first and they have the antibodies, you know, they do the antibody testing, um, you know, next. And I just don't know if it's feasible to be like, all right, let's just test everybody. I just don't think that's, that's a feasible plan. And, you know, look, they're not going to have a vaccine until next spring, um, so, I mean, you just can't stay shut down till then. I mean, they're going to try to get everybody back and they're going to do it slowly and, and, and we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's the unknown. I mean, who knows what's well, going to happen? Well, that's the crazy I, thing. It's, it's almost like, you know, everybody's saying, yeah, look, we all want to go back. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody wants to go back, you know, and getting back to just the initial start of this conversation is like, you know, weekend at this point right now, I agree with you. As much as I miss it and everything, there's no point. Don't hockey at this point. I mean, look, it'd be wonderful if they. I don't even know. Look, I don't look. We've talked about the logistics of even just you know putting players in the travel, the training camp. Uh, you know, having people on standby. Where, where are they going to play? What kind of arena? What kind of security? Turn the lights on for a venue. They can't if they can't make any money at the door. How does it make sense? for an NHL team or a hockey team or any sports team to turn the stadium on and have games just for people to watch if they can't make any money. I mean, let's 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 do this, Kevin. Let's say <laughs> the NHL comes back in July, but no fans in the audience, okay? 
Now, if you run a business, okay, you're in business to make money. They're not going to play games unless the NHL can make money off of it. So, and I don't know what the WWE's talking about coming back, and I don't know how they're making money. But wrestling and UFC, right, it's primarily pay-per-view, so you don't really have to go, and a lot of people will pay money to watch on a line. The NHL, obviously, and even if it's baseball or if it's freaking tennis, for any of these businesses to open, right, and if they can't have large gatherings in, or if... If you have a 18,000-seat st- stadium and you can only have 6,000 in there, there's no money being made. So they're going to have to make it like pay-per-view. So, right, what are they going to charge fans or what are you going to pay to watch the Rangers live? And then think of all, how does that work out with, are they going to show highlights or the only way you're going to be able to see any live coverage or any tape coverage of the game, you're going to have to pay for it because you can be sure as hell none of these sports owners are coming back unless they can make money. The players, whether their contracts are guaranteed or anything else, nobody's coming back risking anything unless they make money. So if you can't can't fill your building or if you can't maximize dollar – just from that aspect, there's no freaking point. How do you do it? Even take me or a restaurant over or a bar, right? If, if you don't want a business, if you have, a, let's take a small place and your capacity is 200, right? You want to make profits. You want to make money. So if they have social distancing and, and now you can only have, you know, half of that or a quarter of that, there's no point in opening up your business. You're not going to make any money because you got to pay your employees. Where's the liability? What if somebody gets sick from, from coming in or whatever? There's so many. I don't want to point out all the bad stuff, but let's just keep it simple, KD, on the money aspect. What would you pay to see the New York Rangers play the Winnipeg Jets on a Thursday night in July and that's the only way you can watch it is if you pay for it. And what if they put, they've got to put a high dollar on that to cover everything and to make money. So just look yeah, at from the money the aspect. T- what about the TV advertising dollars? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be pay-per-view. I mean, they're still going to sell advertising for the games. They're not going to make as much, obviously, with the gate. They don't make I any mean, have, money off of that. It's barely They don't make anything. any money off they of that. They make money at the gate. It's the ticket sales and the and the and the concession sales and and jersey sales and all the crap. Yeah, but what are they making the now? Some money is better than no money. I mean, they're making okay. no money. Right yeah, now. all right. So, some, well, the, I'm sure they're all getting they're all going to get paid. Everybody's going to get their money, especially when you talk about billion dollar owners. The rain, the New York Rangers as an industry. As Holy, a, hold on a sec. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. The New York Rangers and, and like, uh, you know, pretty much every NHL player right now as far as uh, the minimum salary to the top millionaires in the game, they're going to be fine if they have to wait a year, okay? They don't have to do this. So I just don't think, you know, anybody's going to open up their business if they're not going to make money. I don't know. I, I think that there is money to be made. I, again, I, I think they it's have the TV dollars, the advertising dollars. They can get creative with it to make money. I mean, there's always ways to make money. I mean, again, you're not going to be at the same capacity dollars-wise as you would there's be. 30 million people out of work. The food bank lines are, are for miles. People are running out of food. How the hell 
Would you? Yeah, but that's not coming out of your pocket. It's coming out of like you know the, the company's pockets. You know, I mean, and I know, look, everybody's hurting, but you know, again, this isn't like it, we've said in the beginning. This probably isn't going to happen, but you know, if, if you're at the point of where you're able to play sports, people are probably on their way back to work as well. I assume they're not just going to say, well, the sport, you know, the athletes can go back to work, but everybody else is sort of sheltered at home. I think people will start going back to work as well. And hopefully some of these companies that are hurting now won't be in as bad of a spot then. And they'd be willing to advertise during these games. And again, it starts the whole, um, you know, industry and our economy and, and, and getting things going. I mean, that's the idea is to get everybody back to work. People are buying advertising, you know, so you're getting the advertisers back in and blah, blah, blah. And who, who needs to work then? And people are advertising for our for our podcast suddenly. And, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm joking. Hold on a but, second. Oh, wait, you just opened up. Let me do Pass <sighs> <sighs> that over to KD, baby. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I think if you're at the point of where you are doing starting these games again, um, I, I think the economy and, and our uh, health and, and everything is, is trending in the right direction. So, you know, hopefully it's the next step to help everything because if you're starting the games, it, it's more than just, you know, you know, a, a good spot mentally for people where we get to watch sports and it has this feeling good and that kind of thing. I think it's helping economically where you're putting people back to work. Again, if you have people advertising, you have, the live TV, you have this, those are jobs. Those are, you know, now these companies and these TV stations and they, they now need to bring people back. It's but again, not, you can't do that unless the, the, the virus is, you know, is, is going in, in the direction where it's going away. So, you know, but again, that's a big question mark. But we have to talk about this. Okay. You, <laughs> if, if, if you have in sports or in a concert, like, if if a, if a arena, if, not an arena, a club called me and said, "Hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna we're trying gonna do this in July. We're gonna open up and play or whatever." But we're, first of all, they're gonna say we can't. When first the first thing they're gonna say is we can't pay you the regular price that we used to pay you guys. Sure, for your time, you know. So right there, and and then I'm not I'm not risking my health uh, over my my wife and my kids and everything else. Even it's even two months, whether it's in three months, two weeks, or you know, twelve months. Until, like I said, there's there's treatment. Uh, there's almost like a somewhat of a uh, an, you know, people say the flu and this. At least the flu, you, you you get the flu and you get the. It's not the vaccine is uh, you know, proven for, but this is a different. This is a different thing. So anyway, whatever the science is, but like I said, hockey's done. There's no way logistically they're going to be able to get this in place. And then, like I said, you talk about. Putting the advertisers, and if the players and the owners and the advertisers are the only people going to make money, that doesn't help all the people who work in security, in the vendors, and the concession stands, and in ticket sales, and all that other stuff. Those pe- people will still be out of work. Doesn't it's just not going to happen? So I just don't. Yeah, see I mean, it. I I agree with you. I'm just saying, I I think that you know there are ways. You're not going to get everybody back to work, obviously, just because you're starting sports again. But you're going to get some people back to work again. It has to be in a good spot, though. I, I'm not advocating to do this just 
just to do it or to do it haphazardly. I mean, everything has to be done safely and in a, in a controlled environment, which isn't easy to do it. And, and it may be impossible to do, but um, I, you know, look, I, I think they should look at it and, and see if it's feasible and, and definitely not take any chances. Cause like I said earlier, I mean, you're so far along and especially if you're not talking about starting till July, at that point, who cares? Like, I really don't care anymore about this season. Like, I don't need to see it. And I even said the other day on Twitter, like, if they come up with some crazy playoff scenario where you're putting 24 teams in in the playoffs, which is something that's been thrown out there, like, I'm sorry, you can't hand that team a Stanley Cup. You can't. Because you've completely modified the entire, you know, structure of what, what it is and what you're doing. I mean, there's no way... I mean, you know, that, there's an asterisk on top of an asterisk um, if you're giving that team a Stanley Cup. It's sort of, you know, we always give Devils fans a hard time for winning the Cup in 95 after the lockout, how that's not like a real Cup. But, I mean, forget it. You know, if a team would win the Cup this year, there's no way you can you can actually hand them the Stanley Cup if they win the championship. I mean, you could call it something else. Yeah, you won the, uh, you know, COVID-19 tournament or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I, I, I don't think I'd feel comfortable, you know, and again, it's just my opinion, you know, giving out a Stanley Cup in any type of modified tournament, playoff, whatever they come up with, um, you know, to go along with the fact that it's, you know, three months or two months after you shut down the entire season, it just doesn't make sense. I agree with you. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm just saying from that standpoint, you know, look, would I love to see live hockey? And if you're like, we're just going to do a tournament and, and it's all safe and blah, blah, blah. And again, that that's a pipe dream. I get it. Yeah, I'd be all for it. I'd love it. But um, I think just logistically, there's just too much. There's just too much in the way. There's too many roadblocks. And, and what about the AHL players? And what about the college players? And what about the Canadian League players, the Western Hockey League? Won't they get jealous if, if only the NHL can come back? Who cares about them? I don't <laughs> care about them. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, look, positive as hell. Want it all. It's got to come back right. I just don't see, I don't see any of this stuff. Even if you're talking about football right now and, and even baseball, I don't know. I mean, baseball definitely, obviously, right now. You know, there's got to be some sort of miracle here, which obviously we don't, we'll all hope for. We'll hope for some kind of advancement here and, and, and they can figure out, you know. But for some government official, whether it's, you know, our guy here in New York or the, you know, the guy running the country and the federal government, whatever the heck it is. And believe me, you know, there's some governors now in states across the country that are going to take some chances here and everything else. But, you know, we're all going to wait and see. Go ahead, take the chance. But there's people still dying. Uh, there's people still on the front lines. And it's, it's pretty scary. So I, just sports right now is just, just an absolute ridiculous thing. I'm damn angry. I'm freaking got to go out and go to the stores and wear gloves and masks and you know, it's like it's just everything and afraid of bumping into people and all this crap, you know what I'm saying? But for the long term, because we all want to get this back going. Crap, I'm a, you know, I'm a musician. I, I miss playing live. I miss hanging out. We all do. It's all the social stuff. It's it's all the, but we have to just kind of just chill out. And, um, you know, I just don't, I just don't see any of it coming back. So that's hockey, number one, football, all this stuff. It's, it's all this wishful, hopeful thinking, I guess, which we have to do is the first time we're going through this as a modern society and everything else. But I just don't, I don't see any of it happening. I don't see the the point of it. I don't see how it makes any sense. And I'm telling you right now, KD, none of them are doing any of this stuff unless they can make money. 
Nobody's just going to do it for the sake of keeping the game. Nobody's going to, you know, uh, do it for the sake of, uh, you know, the sport or whatever. And it's, the NHL, all these sports leagues, they've all done strikes. They've all canceled seasons. They've all done lockdowns and lockouts and scab players and all that stuff. We've all been through it when there was nothing going on. And I would, it would blow me away, and I'll, I'd love to be wrong, but for them to do anything where they're not going to make money, forget about the safety thing. And just asking, calling up all the players. Hey, you guys, you guys want to come over and leave your families and, you know, play some hockey for a while, even though whatever or any sport. But I digress. We're going on and on. Um, but I guess this is what we'll be uh, watching here every week and, and seeing reports coming out. And, and they got to keep it uh, interesting. But I, I personally think, you know, I agree with you. Just shut the whole damn thing down. And start, you know, just let it go and start looking into next year and, and hopefully um, and that'll happen. And when's next year? Crap, training camp will be September. That's not going to happen. I lost you, didn't I, Kev? You're gone, right? You left? But going back, I'm you, going back to play I'm Uno. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny what I was thinking, but, you know, is, and you're just thinking about everything. <laughs> That's right. You think about everything going on right now, and it's funny to hear you say, like, you know, you're afraid to bump into people. My wife and I, we go on walks, like, every day. We see somebody like a mile away on the same side of the street it's as us. Terrible. We like run to the other oh, side of the street. It's awful. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! You know, it's it really is crazy. Just like the change of mindset that you have, it's amazing. I mean, you really have like that, re- and and you should. You know, you have that like fear, man. It, it, it it's definitely frightening. Anyway. It stinks. It stinks. Anyway. Until they figure it all out, we'll watch the press conferences and try and get two in the data with the news and all the different theories and conspiracies, and we'll just, we'll wait. So where do you want to go here, pal? We, I guess we just, I mean, you know, that's that. Um, I see you got, you getting a little trouble with this Fox Rangers League that you got going on, this this playoff series. Is somebody giving you a hard time? <laughs> I yeah, I, well, well, well I, saw you gave, yeah, I saw you gave me a hard time. You called me, like, insane the other day, whatever you said. Well, you know. I, you I, left I, a well, little comment. I, I think, you know, I mean, me. God bless your creativity, man. But I was just like, wow, you're really putting a lot of time into this. <laughs> I am. I, I, I basically, I made one of the game recaps, basically the plot of Slapshot. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I did. So, you know, and just so you know, I'm not putting too much time on it. I basically wrote that while I was on the toilet. So, you know, I mean, you know, it's not taking me too much time to put this together. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, apparently, you know, there's some guy who's pretty angry with, with my, my, you know, faux recaps. And, you know, what, what are you going to do? He, he wished my father would get the coronavirus and die. So, what is you know, that? <laughs> what is that all about? You know what's actually funny? Apparently, this guy is is like some crazy guy who goes after a lot of of Ranger fans and and like loses it on him. So it's almost like a badge of honor that I felt like his sort of wrath. So you know, I actually feel good about it. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's funny. It, it, it is funny because I'm doing it as like a, a joke, and I mentioned this either last week or whenever we were talking about it. You know, there are people that are, are seriously like, dude, stop. What are you, what are you doing? I'm like, who cares? <laughs> I'm like, what else do you have? You got nothing else. I'm doing something funny. I'm putting out content and you just enjoy it. I mean, trust me, there's more people saying they love it than they don't. 
but um, it's just I, it's just funny to see like that people get like angry about it. I don't know. I, I, yes, it is stupid. Again, <laughs> I based one recap on the plot of Slapshot. This week, I said JD played goal and had a, a shutout. Like, it's ridiculous. It's supposed to be ridiculous. Enjoy yourself. It, it, it's, it's tough outside right now. Enjoy the ridiculousness. So what's this about Davison getting a net? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> as playing, we've said so we, on this podcast numerous times, the so three-headed the stra- goalie the monster strangers agency. beat Boston. So they beat Boston. Well, take, take us into this game one against Tampa. What the hell happened? Well, yeah, I mean, as we've mentioned on this podcast a, a number of times, you know, the three-headed goalie monster isn't sustainable. It's not. So, you know, it all came to a head before game one when the three goalies were upset. Said to Quinn, you know, either pick one of us or none of us are playing. And Quinn said, go screw yourself. None of you are playing. And, and he called up to uh, JD, similar to when uh, Lester Patrick, back in uh, 1928, I think it was, oh, came you've been in. Came... To sticks and taps. Oh, yeah, I, that's it. You know, I, I do. I listen to you guys. It's good. You know, I got to get that history. Um, actually, I was looking on Wikipedia. Um, um, and we talked about uh, this the other, like, not that I, not that I didn't know the story, <laughs> but um, you know, I just had to make sure I had everything down. Um, you know, and and similar to Lester Patrick, they brought JD in uh, to fill in, and 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 he led the team to victory. So you know, actually tonight, you know, we're missing game two. It's happening right now. <laughs> it was it's tonight. I'm 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 DVRing it. I'll, I'll watch it later. So there'll be a you know a recap on tonight's game. I, you know I got a feeling Tampa may win, just a feeling. And uh, you know You're the we'll, only we'll see one. How this... You're the only one who knows. <laughs> That's right. You know it's funny. I have people uh, you know tweeting me like, "So are the Rangers going to win the cup?" Well, I don't know. I have no idea. Yes, it's all a feel. Do. It's a day you by do. day thing. You do have an idea. You've got <laughs> books and pages. I know you've written this whole thing already. <laughs> I have it all written out. I have, like, you ever see Beautiful Mind when he has that, like, board and he's, like, matching shit up? And, you know, I get that's what it looks like in my basement. Buddy, do yourself a favor. You got you to gotta put all this stuff in, in you know, you got to save all this stuff. Because if you're all going to bring this thing to the, to the end, you know, I, I may not personally and maybe. What do you not... mean if I'm going to bring it to the end? Of course I'm going to bring it. I'm going to stop. Well, I don't know. I'm going to end the season early. I'm going to end the season early because of a mysterious virus. <laughs> <laughs> That's my out. Like if I run out of storylines, I'm like, oh, virus. <laughs> Shut the league down. Oh, my God. <laughs> what By the way, that may, that may be a storyline. <laughs> I was going to put that in already, but I wasn't sure if people, you know, too soon type stuff. I don't know. I don't know if we can laugh at the coronavirus yet. <laughs> no, absolutely. But I, we can laugh. I figured I'd get some. We can laugh I'm getting hate stuff make... anyway, so, you know, might as well. But, but I think this would be great if you had this in book form at the end or like in, in like, a, you know, paperback. And you could make this and then we could like I would I would go back and I would read it from the beginning. You know, following it on Twitter can be a little tough or whatever, checking in and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. But I think if you if you put all this together and we and we get to the end of it, whatever the, however the story ends, man, I think it would be a rip to have it like in book form or something that you could look forward and put it up and check it out and just, you know, it'd be a piece of history, buddy. 
Kevin Delory history. Yeah. You know what's funny? As we're talking this out, I just came up with the ending. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't want to know. We want to be. I mean, I mean, Captain I don't know what I'm talking about. It's, it's going to be great. All right, buddy. Well, you keep that going, and I hope uh, that guy who's who's not happy. I mean, maybe you reach out to him, and maybe you ask him if there's a storyline that you can put in there that will make him happy, <laughs> and maybe he'll apologize and take back those horrible things he said uh, on Twitter, if that's possible. And maybe you could forgive him. Yeah, well, I forgive him already. I, I actually feel bad for him. I, I I don't get angry about that stuff. I actually feel bad for anybody who gets could, that angry about but things. Could that be a fox? Twitter account like a fake could that be somebody pretending to give you the business <laughs> no um, apparently I had a lot of people come up to me and say they know the guy and he's insane so I don't all think right. there's any type of yeah right, well I'm gonna steer clear of that guy because I don't need that stuff in my life all right I always find it funny that you know his complaint was like I'm clogging up his feed it's like you just have to unfollow the Facebook page you, <laughs> like and you'll yeah. never see it like ever go. yep there you go that's good. You should uh, well, you should put the instructions out for everybody, KD. I know. I did. I told them. I said, look. I was like, you know, I was like, I know this is groundbreaking, but you could just unfollow the page and never hear from me ever again. So, uh, just, in, just in case you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> Some of the greatest buttons ever put on Twitter and Facebook is unfollow and, and mute and block. It's great stuff. And I'm sure some people have used it on me. But, um, you know, I don't know. But that stuff doesn't bother me. So, anyway, good luck with that. We'll, we'll um, so it's, uh, the Rangers are up one nothing, right, going into tonight's game. Right? This last uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder, what's going, I, w- I wonder what's going on right now. And that's Davidson's first win in God only knows how many years. But congratulations to the J.D. And um, uh, will, will he be in? T- is he in tonight? I didn't see the game. I don't know. I didn't see what happened. Okay. <laughs> I I was prepping for the show, so I, I missed it. All right. So uh, in other Rangers news, uh, Leas Anderson is back uh, in the news a little bit, and he discussed a little bit uh, about um, uh, how things kind of fell out a little bit, and it doesn't seem to be as bad as what was originally reported. Uh, but why don't, you, uh, why don't you fill me in and everybody else in KD on the, uh, the latest Leas Anderson news? Yeah, I mean, it looks like he was interviewed the other day to, as, as a sort of follow-up on, on what, I guess, you know, it happened, you know, in Hartford and, and, and what the, the issue was that led him to, you know, ultimately quit on the team and, and end up in Sweden. And, you know, it, it you know according to him now, you know, he was taking, you know, pills to stay up later at night so he could talk to his friends in Sweden when they woke up before they went to work and he got into the sort of vicious cycle and he started feeling bad about his game and, and, and that kind of thing. And I get, you know, he's saying now he's in a much better place um, that he is, uh, you know, back in Sweden and around his friends. And I guess he had some success in the Swedish league um, and, and which is great and good for him. But, you know, it, it seems sort of strange because, you know, when, when the, when it first came out that he was having these issues and that, he, you know, he was quitting the team. I mean, he seemed on uh, Paulie, unless I'm wrong. I mean, I, I thought he was sort of insinuating that he was being bullied um, and, and um, you know, forced to play with broken feet and, you know, these kind of things. And, and in this interview, um, it didn't seem as though, you know, I don't know if his story is changing now or his story was, you know, 
made up then or you know what is going on but it you know well again the 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 biggest thing here is that he's in a good spot mentally and and hopefully maybe he can come back to the rangers he didn't he didn't say you know he left sort of that door opens which would be great but uh you know you sort of wonder like what what went on there you know it, it seems strange uh that you know he seemed so you know upset with the organization and and how he was being handled to well, it's on me, and I was in a bad spot, and I was homesick, and I was taking pills to, you know, to keep myself up, and 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 that kind of thing. Um, so we, I don't know. I, I sort of have more sort of questions than you know than I was given answers. Well, I thought you had a a direct line to uh, JD and Gordon. What's the story? Did you just why can't you just call them and find out? You know, I call those numbers now, and it says, you know, out of service. <laughs> I don't know what happened, so I don't know. If hey, you know what changed. this is? This is mob stuff. This is mob stuff. Gordon <laughs> JD went over, and they roughed up his family, and, and and you know, and the kid and stuff, and say, hey, look, you you know, you you're playing for the New York Rangers. You better change your tone <laughs> and your attitude here, or you're not going to get your paycheck, and you're not going to play with anybody else. That's all that happened here. I mean, it's interesting. I, hey, look, it's it, <clears throat> anything, KD. It's if it's on the positive side, you think the kid's talented enough right down the road where you'd like him to possibly uh, get another shot at getting in the lineup, right? Yeah, I, I've said it all along that, you know, I, I'd like it to sort of bygones be bygones. And, you know, if they could make it work, let it work. I mean, look, they did it with Krapsoff. And, um, you know, and, and he's back in the organization and he was doing well uh, when he came back. And, look, you know, I, 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 I hope that, the same sort of opportunity can be uh, given to Anderson as well, and he could take advantage of it. Look, if it doesn't work out, and 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 maybe they have to trade him. Look, that that's just the way it goes. Not every prospect is going to work out and and end up being uh, you know a first liner on the team. So you see you see how it goes, and um, you know maybe he's changing things now because he knows it's going to help his trade value, and he's not a, a problem and. And, you know, he's trying to make nice with the organization so they do right by him and maybe trade him. So, you know, that could be behind what he's saying now as well. So um, I'd love to see him get another chance. I, You know, he's a talented guy. Uh, look, you know, you know me. I'm the sort of compassionate person here, unlike you, Foley. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, you know, I like to see him, you know, people get homesick and, and they make wrong decisions, and he's a young guy. And, and look, let, let's give him a second chance and see how it goes. Hey, man, he, give him a chance to bump Kako out of the lineup, you know? What the heck? Hey, man, if he just fa- you know, practices his uh, face-off, we need a guy who can win a hell of a lot of face-offs. That's, I mean, that'll get him back on the squad. But, uh, you know, uh, Kako might not be coming back down the road. You never know. I mean, you know how his season was going. <laughs> <laughs> man. Poor kid. Oh, man. <laughs> just about to turn things around. And he shut the season down, man. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, look, man. Uh, all, all our kids. Uh, and that's the great thing. Look, it's not a great thing. It's It sucks that this is going on. You know, you, when we talk about this young team, though, they're all young. So <laughs> whenever, this, whenever life gets back to normal... You know, the fact that our lineup is, is pretty young and is, you know, gives, I don't know, some breathing room. I don't know. How do you look at this thing? I don't know. But um, do you, uh, how, how is he doing over there? Do you know? 
when he when he Anderson, won. yeah, I, th- yeah. I, I forgot what his his numbers were, but he was doing well. I mean, he was putting up points. I mean, he wasn't dominating, but he was put and he's not that type of player. I mean, he's just not going to dominate. I mean, but he was putting up decent numbers. I he was playing well. Um, so again, like I, there's talent there. The talent is there. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, is this guy able to, you know, put it all together mentally? Uh, and it seems as though mentally is, is the issue. At least that's what you're getting from him, you know, coming over here, you know, being away from family and being away from friends and, you know, look, maybe the Rangers need to, um, you know, assist with that and bring in some, um, Swedish players that, that can help him along and, and, and that would be great. Um, but you know, uh, I, I think there is talent there, and uh, I, I don't necessarily think that they should completely give up on the kid yet. And I've said that all along. Yes, you have. You've been very supportive of him. Yeah, I mean, look, I wasn't happy that he completely quit on the team then, uh, but, you know, we still don't know what happened. Just Again, just because he made these comments now doesn't necessarily mean that was the case and, and everything that went down. I'm sure there was more. there's more to it. Um, but look, this is what he's saying now, and and he's trying to make nice, and the Rangers are making trying to make nice, and and he had complimentary things to say about JD and the organization. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Again, we we, we may not see what happens, you know, for a while, but um, you know, hopefully it works out. Yep, Capo better get his act together. Kratzov's <laughs> going to get a shot too. Anderson Kratzov going to be coming in firing. So, anyway, that's funny stuff. It's good stuff, and uh, I'm glad they're uh, they're patching things up, and hopefully we'll we'll all get to watch them play hockey again one of these days in the new world, right, KD? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Are you stop writing your uh, your Rangers <laughs> report for tonight? <laughs> I know that's what you're doing. <laughs> Actually, I'm keeping myself from like passing out over here. <laughs> Too many white claws. <laughs> All right. Well, before I lose you, um, <laughs> we were uh, we discussed talking about um, like la- last last week was a lot of fun, and uh, we gave uh, everybody uh, our our history, our lineage of of playing roller and deck hockey and a little bit of ice, and uh, finding out that you retired very early in your hockey career. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it was good stuff, but, uh, off air last week, uh, everybody's listening this week, me and Kevin were talking about, you know, possibly, um, you know, bringing up Rangers road trips and, and, and road trips are, you know, just so popular these days. They've, they've always kind of been that way, uh, for years. And, and funny enough, me and Liam were talking about this on sticks and taps there uh, a week or so ago about, um, you know, when the Rangers in 1950, uh, and a couple of the Stanley cups that they actually were in. In the uh, in the early years, when they had to leave the Garden, and they had to go play, you know, all the all the Stanley Cup Finals in Detroit and Toronto and stuff, so they didn't, they didn't have home games. And back then, back then, obviously there wasn't there wasn't travel like there was today. There wasn't like groups of fans that were getting together and they were go, like going down to see them. You know, at least you know in the modern day uh, era, you know, we've been, all been doing this for years now. At least let's say just uh, 20, 30 years now, where you know you'd watch a game on TV and you'd just see groups of fans, and and it's a big thing now. Whether it's the uh, the Canadians come down to Long Island and they'll invade the Coliseum whenever they uh, you know play the Isles or whatever, or you know lots of fan bases come in, Flyer fans come in, Devil fans come in. Uh, obviously, locally here to play the 
ranges and everything else. But, you know, you'll see uh, every now and again, people will just put trips together and they'll, it's just a great thing to do. It's a great pastime to get a bunch of your guys and gals and, and just head out to a city. And, and even when you're doing tra- anything like that, you put a bunch of guys together, gals together, and you go and have a great time. And then you can, you know, you see this in, in all the arenas and all the different games, and you see tons of people from the other fan bases uh, or the visiting team, obviously, uh, in the stands. So me and you were talking off the air last week about maybe talking about some some road trips. And funny enough, everybody, we we me and KD figured out that we did the same road trip together before we knew each other. Uh, and it, uh, obviously the uh, what's how old are you now, KD? Uh, forty three. You're forty three. So I'm seven years senior. I'm fifty. So uh, we were talking last week, and we found out that me and Kevin went on the same. Weekend trip in 1993 up to Buffalo and Toronto. And that's what we're going to talk about here uh, at the end of this episode about, number one, just Rangers road trips and just the craziness that me and Kevin found out that we were at the same games, (laughs) same cities, the same weekend uh, back in 1993, and we didn't even know. We probably bumped bumped into each other at the – uh, on the beer concession stand or whatever, but um, funny stuff. So, Katie, why, why don't you set this up, or you, why don't you, um, you know, talk a little bit of yourself in terms of uh, what do you think of Ranger Road Trips, and, and, and then we'll get into this little story. Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, my friends and I obviously were big big Ranger fans, and, and we used to try to go, and this was it was a while ago, I mean, in my 20s, um, and, and actually even before that, we, we'd try to go on trips every year, and our our first trip, that we uh, went to was Montreal, which I, I can't recommend going to Montreal like enough um, to anyone. Paul, have you ever been up there for a game at all? Not for a game. I've I've been to Montreal in and out, but no, unfortunately. Yeah, not. I mean, absolutely amazing. And and when we went up there, we were nineteen. Um, so you know, drinking age in Canada is eighteen. Um, so we had a good time. We took a train up. We took the train out of uh, Penn, um, all the way up to Montreal. Just absolutely brutal train ride all the way up there, however long it took. I can't even remember how long it took to, to get up there. But, you know, we went up there and just, just absolutely lived it up, up up there. And, you know, bars and went to the game itself. Rangers won. Gretzky, it was back when Gretzky was on the team. And, and he had a, just an absolutely amazing game. Um, and um, it just just so much fun being up there. And and the one thing with, with Ranger fans, the Ranger fans travel. Um, you know, there's a, a number of fan bases that travel well, and one of those is the Rangers. Whenever you get into any of these arenas, and we did a number of them, you know, beyond Montreal, I've been to uh, Ottawa, uh, Washington, Philly, uh, went down to Tampa for a game. So, you know, a number of places, and, and we're never the only ones there. There's always, a, you know, a large group of people there and it's it's just always so much fun um to go to those places so you know montreal to me of all of those places that i've been to is is easily the most fun um you know you have some of the uh the gentlemen clubs that are there which is (laughs) which is a good time boy strip joints you could say it family show family show (laughs) um but you know that's that's definitely a fun time and again if you're a little younger you know you're under the age of 20 you're between that age of 18 and and 21 where you can't drink legally here um you head up to canada and you and and you have a good time so 
Um, and, and, you know, the fans up there have a good time with you. And, uh, you know, we went up there again, I was, you know, 19 and, and, uh, you know, you, you're sort of invincible when you got up there and, and with the Rangers won and we went out with our Rangers jerseys on and, you know, we were in the clubs and stuff and, and mosh pitting and stuff. So it was definitely, definitely a good time. I think one of the scarier places, uh, was, was in Philly. Oh, Thankfully, yeah. You know, my friend and I, we went in um, trying to remember when we what year we went. Um, goodness, I think it was 2000. I think we went in 2000. It was actually it was St. Patrick's Day weekend in 2000. So we were in Philly for, for St. Patrick's Day. So we, we had just a great time. But it was a Sunday afternoon game, Paulie. So we were spared a little bit because it was mostly families. But. So we didn't get our asses kicked. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of people, you know, get in my face and tell me they were going to kick my ass. Uh, but I think because there were so many families around, I, I think a, a number of people sort of held back. Um, so that was, a, you know, definitely the, the, the scared, most scared I, I was. Um, but um, another great trip that my friends and I went on was uh, down to Tampa, um, which was, was definitely a fun place. And that was also, I'm trying to think. What was the year that the um, trying to th- actually? You know what? That was two thousand also because that was the year that the uh, the Giants played the the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and we went the weekend afterward. The game was the weekend afterward, um, and we went into uh, apparently I go to I go to gentlemen's clubs. I think a little <laughs> a little too too much more than I actually anticipated. We went to Mons Venus. Have you ever heard of Mons Venus? The infamous Mons Venus down in, in Tampa. Um, where a number of NFL guys got caught caught down there. It was a big whole scandal. Um, so we went down there. No, which is, I, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Katie. I'm not a dirty, filthy degenerate. <laughs> so I'm not familiar with these places. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's. I, I definitely recommend. We had the guys from We Bleed Blue on, and they have their own road trips, um, which I definitely recommend if anybody has the opportunity to go with those guys. I know that those have been uh, – I haven't gone on one myself, but I know that those are fun. But – you know, I, I can't recommend it, um, you know, any more that, uh, that, you know, the people listening, a bunch of girls, a bunch of guys, whoever, uh, you know, get together and go on one of these trips. It's, it's just so much fun, um, you know, going to the games, going to the bars afterward, especially around the arena, uh, because, you know, you meet up with, you know, other Ranger fans who were there. You meet up with fans of, of the teams that they're playing wherever you are, and for the most part. The other fans are pretty good if you know if if you're not a complete jackass um and you know where you're not having them want to kick your ass um you know you're able to you know have a good time with with the fans of of you know the other teams and um so you know the road trips are, are such you know a fun part of of the experience of being Especially a hockey fan win. well yeah you know absolutely and mo- for the most part on the trips that I've gone to except for the one that we'll talk about that the two of us went to um, and the Rangers had won, I think, almost all the all the games that I had gone to, except for I think maybe the Capitals game I went to. No, actually, they won that game too. So you know, I I, I have a pretty good record uh, going to these games, and that definitely makes it uh, you know a lot more fun. Yeah, no, they're they're a blast. Uh, I've done a few of them myself over the years. Not so many recent, so much recently, but you know, when you're young and single and stuff like that, and you know, that's that's all you're doing, man. You're, you're you're hanging out with the boys and and drinking and partying, and then, like I said, you know, back in the early '90s, forget about it. It was so much fun, 
especially when mess gets here and and uh, the team starts, you know, turning things around and, and things start picking up. And it was just like, you know, you just you, when you think of all the rosters back then and and the buzz that was building, uh, it was great. Um, I've been to Philly. Uh, one of my great memories. I, I can't, it was it had to be ninety. It might have been even ninety four. You know that that season ninety three ninety four was that the Spectrum still? Yeah, I went to see him at the Spectrum and Kovalev scored in overtime. And I remember it was me and my buddy Ray and Cyrus, the three of us, and my buddy Jimmy might have went with us too. And we did. It was that whole? I look. I don't. I don't like Philadelphia. <laughs> I, don't <think> it's, <laughs> I don't think it's much of a, uh, a town. No disrespect to everybody, but uh, that's what I, I just. But we we got in the car, drove up there, went in there. We got in and out safely, but man, when Alex scored that goal, and you, like I said, you, we were, we were, you know, the flyer. It was getting rough, and and you know, you know, if you've, if you've been to the Garden, whenever the Rangers and Flyers, you know, uh, that rivalry is unbelievable, the fan base, and so on and so forth. But we were, we we eventually got out of our seats. It went into overtime. Anyway, Alex scored, and forget about it. We were just, you know, when you're walking out of the arena, it, there's nothing like it in the world when you're wearing. <laughs> The team during the home, the home fan base is just hating on you and everything else. And and by the third period overtime, you know you've got a few in you. You know you're fearless, and it's just the greatest thing. But um, that's one of my favorite memories, just because of um, winning that game and Alex scoring. It was just amazing and stuff. Um, been up to Boston for a couple, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, when I lived in Colorado, well, Rangers came out there for a couple of games, and uh, I had buddies of mine and their wives and stuff. Uh, uh, they came out, and I hosted them, and we got tickets to the Ranger games, and, and we went to see them. I got pictures of us in 96 there, uh, you know, with all in our Ranger jerseys. And that used to be great going into uh, – it was McNichols Arena back then. And, and those were great Colorado teams too with uh, Sackick and Foote and uh, Forsberg and Patrick Waugh and all that other stuff. So it was just uh, incredible stuff. Uh, one of my favorite road trips to ever go on was back in the day when the Whalers were around. It was an easy trip, but there was nothing like going to see the Whale – uh, a lot of fun there, you know. You cut, uh, an hour or two drive up to Hartford, you know, a hotel room. Uh, I've, you know, this is all based around alcohol and drinking and partying, and um, it was a wild karaoke night one night. <laughs> but uh, uh, love that trip. That's one that stands out uh, so much. And then the the one we're talking about, uh, going to talk about now too, is um, this this one winter in '93. Uh, the Rangers were playing Buffalo on a Friday. And the next night they were playing the Maple Leafs. Do you remember um, what 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 who put that trip together for you guys? Well, my buddy. So I was sixteen. I was actually in eleventh grade. Um, and my buddy, it was it was going to be four of us. It was three of us who were in eleventh grade, and one of my friends' older brothers who was twenty one, and he was going to be the chaperone. So a 21-year-old and three 16-year-olds. And the trip we were going on was run by the New York Rangers fan club. So I guess they would do trips every year. So my buddy was setting it up and asked if we wanted to go. And whatever the fee was, it was for tickets, hotel, and bus. Somehow, some way, my wife to this day cannot believe that my parents allowed me to do this. So I'm, I mean, I'm 16 yeah, and I'm getting on a bus to go to Buffalo and Toronto. And the person in charge of us is a 21 year old. And I'm sorry, how many, how you many, know, how many of you guys went up? So one of the guys ended up not going. So it was three of us. 
so it ended up being, you know, again, a 21 year old and two 16 year olds. A guy with, was in my homeroom with the range, you know, it, with the range of fans, all right? range. Of fans. So how many with people the total range of were fans on the trip? Club. How many total people were on the trip? I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, Ballpark. it was probably, you know, it was a full coach bus because we bust up there. So it was okay. a full bus. So where do you get in a bus? One of those buses, like 50. Yeah. Okay. Something along those lines, whatever it is, 35, 50 along those lines. So that was the group, you know, that was going up there. We had to take the train from Long Island into Madison square garden. You know, we had to get there at like five in the morning, you know, to get on the bus to, to, to get all the way up to uh, Buffalo. Um, so what was the game? The game was on a Friday night, I think. Yeah. And, or was it Friday night? I'm looking it was now. Friday, it was fr- they were both night games. Okay. So, well, we got there the night before. So you know, we. the evening before. So we got there Thursday. We left on a Thursday, got there at night, and then, yeah, the game was the next the next day. So, yeah, we went with the Ranger fan club trip. So it must have been like 35 to 50 people, I would say. So it was a large group. That's a crew. There's no doubt about it. And then when, and you guys obviously um, did you – how did you guys split up the two nights? Did you, you just you, – you stayed in a hotel – in Buffalo, and then I mean, how how were the two nights spread out? And and did you guys have plans for the daytime? What was the story? Yeah, I mean the the fan club set the whole thing up, so you know they gave you like an itinerary of everything that they were doing. So we got there that night. I think we went out to like a wing place or something in in Buffalo. Shocking. Um, and then uh, everybody tried to pile in. Everybody piled into the you know hotel lobby bar. I'm 16 and uh, you know, everybody went into the bar. Actually, what's funny is on the way up. So we, we get on, we get on the bus, whatever time we left the garden and we, you know, we're heading up on the, the New York Thruway. And uh, as soon as we got on the highway, we got off and we went right to a beer distributor. So again, I'm 16. And so all these guys are getting off and we're on the bus with, you know, 20 year olds, 30 year old, 40, 50, 60 year old, you know, it's, it's all age groups on there. So they look at us and they're like, what do you guys want? And we're like, really? They're like, yeah, we'll get you whatever they want. I mean, <laughs> our, my buddy's brother was there too, but you know, we gave them all, all, you know, money and they went in and got all these beers and we drank the entire way up just to show you what was going on. I mean, there was no chaperoning going on. I, again, I don't, I don't even know how this fan club allowed 16-year-olds on the trip with a 21-year-old watching it. And then they're feeding us alcohol the entire way up. <laughs> um, and I remember, like, just because – and I still have the same problem now. I have the bladder – I have a bladder the size of a peanut. So, you know, we're drinking on the bus on the way up. I must have went to the bathroom like 100 times, and they were all making fun of me the whole way up that I kept going to the bathroom every five minutes. <laughs> um, so, but – you know, and again, so we're up there and, and everybody's at the bar and I try to sneak into like the hotel bar. I was I didn't get in. My buddy somehow got in. He had a fake ID and they allowed him in. So I actually ended up just going up to my room um, that night. And then uh, the next day, it was a while ago. So I don't remember everything we did, but we must have went out to lunch or whatever we did in Buffalo. I don't think there's much to do in Buffalo. Um, <laughs> And then that night we went to the odd, the old odd. I mean, that's, that's, you know, one of the things that I can look back on, you know, on that trip and say that I went to the old odd. And, and obviously the second 
part of that trip was the old Maple Leafs Gardens. Yep. You know, which, you know, it was such a small little, you know, arena there, um, you know, up in Toronto. And again, I, you know, I was so young, you know, 16 and, and trying to remember, um, you know, being there it was just just such an, uh, you know, amazing experience to sort of be in that sort of hockey history. Um, just and, and then the city alone of Toronto um, and, and, you know, if we want to get in, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of it. You know, I guess we'll stay in Buffalo for now. Um, and, uh, you know, the game itself, you know, was back in, like you said, was was 93. So, you know, the the Giants had beaten Buffalo, I guess it was the year before um, in the Super Bowl with the Norwood wide right. Yep. And I remember during the game, the Rangers went up. What, what did they go up, Paul? They went up like 2 nothing or something in the first period or 3-1 in the first period. So we were all feeling good. And we started chanting Norwood wide right, the whole <laughs> fan club, our whole section. I'm telling you, Paulie, people started running up to our stat section, throwing fists at, you know, our group. And again, I'm 16. I'm like, oh, my God, there's like melees breaking out of, you know, Buffalo Sabres fans who are obviously also Bills fans just irate because we're chanting Norwood wide right, you know, in in our section. It was insane. Um, The Rangers, unfortunately, end up blowing the game um, and they lost. I mean, that that was. Back again, 93, that was the, a miserable year for the Rangers. They won the President's Trophy the year before. You know, they were supposed to have this great season in 93. Um, actually, the games, the two games we went to, I was looking it up, Messier didn't play because <clears throat> he was injured. They freaking lost the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I remember up in Buffalo, um, for, at least for that portion um, of the trip. And Paulie... You know, apparently you were up there, but not as part of the Ranger Fan Club trip, which makes this story, by the way, even crazier. Yeah, it, it's a trip, man. Um, well, absolutely. Buffalo is very cool. We flew up, okay? So we, we were older. So I'm 93, I'm 23. So me and my guys were all 23, 24, whatever the heck it was. And um, so the reason we were going up, we saw it on the calendar to go up there and to, to go see the two games, obviously, back-to-back. And the game plan was, and this is what we did. We flew in uh, into Buffalo, stayed the night. And then um, we uh, we rented a car, and then drove up to Toronto, and then we and then we did the exact opposite, coming back, and we flew home from Buffalo uh, to get home. So our reason to go up there that weekend was to also go see the Hockey Hall of Fame, okay? Because we're all big hockey fans, diehards. We're gonna go up there. So uh, first things first, uh, we go up there, and I'm pretty sure I was trying to find the schedule to see if the Rangers had played on Wednesday. The night, you know, before that Thursday, before the trip, because it was either on the way up there, and I wish I had my buddy Ray next to me. Uh, I was texting him earlier, I can't get it. So it was either the way up there, or it was Sunday, coming back, and we flew back. But remember, JD and, and Sam, JD was working the TV back then, and uh, John Delapina was uh, working for the Daily News. He was beat right for the Rangers and everything else, and now he's, uh, you know, he's in the, uh, you know. Pretty sure Delapino, yeah, he's in the NHL now. He's one of the execs or whatever. Anyway, they were all on the plane with us. 
And they were all hung over as hell. I'll never forget it. And the thing we were laughing about, too, was is J.D. was up in first class and Sam and the rest of the guys were in back and coach. And we were just kind of, like, quietly making fun of it. But we had seen all these guys getting out of the plane. We flew U.S. Air, whatever the heck it was. So that was the start of the trip. And, you know, it's, it's we're drinking on the, on the plane and everything else, and we're getting a kick out of the fact that these guys are on the, on the plane with us and everything else. So we get in there. So Thursday night, it was, it was just nuts cold. We'd never been to Buffalo before. Uh, it was just incredible. I, I, I don't know how people live there. And it gets cold down <laughs> here, but that's, that's just unbelievable. Uh, again, post-Super uh, Bowl, the whole thing, uh, everything else. So we, our game plan was that Thursday night. We just we got in. We tried to get some beers. We had the hotel, got lit up, and then um, we actually that – no, it was the following night. So we, that's it. It looks so short. We, get up the, we didn't buy tickets in advance. We figured we would just scout the tickets, go to the box office if they didn't sell out, and that was basically the game plan. We kind of looked ahead there, and, and it didn't look – you know, Buffalo at the time, you know, McGillney and LaFontaine, they were doing pretty well, range of stuff. But we figured we, if we couldn't get tickets at the box office, we would just scalp them. We get up on Friday morning, we go up to the Ord, and that's a great thing, like you're saying. The Ord was just incredible, and the Maple Leafs Garden was unbelievable, and I know it was 50 years uh, this year at the Ord, and uh, the Sabres did a great thing where they kind of almost kind of uh, made the, the new building look like the Ord. But it was, it was amazing to go there. So we go down to the box office, uh, whenever it was, 10, 11 in the morning, and we get tickets, and the, 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 the arena's open. And as we get our tickets, we walk up to the gate, we walk in, and the Rangers are finishing up practice. So it was really awesome. So we got to go in there. The security let us in, and we got to sit up in the stands, and we kind of got to watch the end of the practice. And it really was uh, the last bit of it. And then uh, they go off the ice, and uh, the security there is letting us hang out. We got we got pictures of us. I know I got pictures of me. We're we're in the penalty box at the odd. That's when we got yelled at because <laughs> we we ended up getting down. We had free run of the place because the place was empty. Nobody's watching the Rangers practice, obviously. And I didn't see any other. I can't remember seeing any Ranger fan base there. But just the timing that we got there it was the end of the practice. We get down and we so we had a run of the odd. We get yelled at because we get down to the uh, penalty box. Now when we leave the odd, by the time we get out of there, long story short, another long story short. <laughs> we get to see a bunch of the Rangers uh, leaving practice, and we got a bunch of guys' autographs. Turcott, uh, Kevin Lowe, uh, you know, just Booga Boom, a bunch of the guys we met afterwards. It was really cool. We just kind of caught them um, leaving the arena, and uh, that was just a great experience, too, getting to see these guys, and it's uh, that was a lot of fun. And then um, that was great. We had tickets to, to see the game. We hung out, you know, did what we could in Buffalo. There wasn't much to do, and we did. We had a blast, just like he was saying. Sabres fans were all over us that night. We were doing the New York thing, and I'll never forget, fans were telling us to go back to New Jersey. <laughs> Literally, it was just unbelievable. But we saw Sam and JD. The, there's, um, there's footage back then. They, they, they both had um, uh, blow-up uh, football helmets, and I think it was the Giants they put on, obviously, because they won and everything else. So all that was going on. Yeah, and it was just great to be there. Uh, McGillney and LaFontaine, uh, they lit us up. And then to wrap that night up, we went out afterwards. It was so damn cold, and we, all we did was wear our Ranger jerseys. Uh, we went to this local bar by the Ord afterwards. We hung out. We got in there, and sure enough, uh, Dominic Hasek and Rob Ray and a couple of the Sabres were in there, and we're all ganked up in our Rangers jerseys, and they were just ripping us apart, uh, busting chops. But it was so much fun. They were so cool. Uh, they, they all hung out with us. It was this great Buffalo bar. Um, uh, you know, and like I said, a little bit's choppy because it was so long ago, and and we did throw one back, a few back, and then after we left there, we went to. Uh, I I had really long hair back then. I was a metalhead, uh, and my hair was down on my butt. So uh, we found the rock club, 
And we found a band that was playing all 80s metal and stuff, uh, early early 90s rock and all that crap, and we had a blast. And my buddy Ray fell asleep. I don't know how he did this, but he got so drunk, he fell asleep leaning next to a speaker that was just, like, blaring, like, you know, it was unbelievable. <laughs> but, so we had great memories of that. We went back to the hotel. So a little bit different than my 16-year-old yeah, self. Yeah, we were, we were tearing <laughs> it up. We were trying to tear it up, hook up, all that stuff. And I just remember, never forget how cold it was. But the game itself was a blast in terms of, you know, just, uh, you know, getting in with the Sabres fan and just being at the odd and, and all that other stuff. And I think Yeah, uh, I'm actually looking at the box score now uh-huh. of the game. So the Rangers went up 3 nothing in the first period on <laughs> two, two goals by Nemchinov and a goal by Graves. Wow. Um, and actually, yeah, Nemchinov's first goal, assist by Gartner and Jan Eriksson. Oh. Every time you say Gartner, I get it. I get upset. Yeah, and then Graves' goal, which was his twenty-first of the season, was assisted by Phil Bork. If wow. you remember, Phil Bork was on the team that year. Yeah, and then then Chino's second goal was assisted by Gartner again and Paul Broughton. Crazy. Um, let's see. I'm looking at the other goals. McGilney had two. Yeah, McGilney um, up. Both assisted by Lafontaine. Yep. Randy Wood, who was an Islander, right? Randy yep. Wood. Uh-huh. He was on Buffalo at the time. He scored. Nemchinov actually ended up with a hat trick um, in the game. His, <laughs> You're going to love this. His third goal was assisted by Stephen King and Mark Hardy. Love it. <laughs> Mark Hardy, baby. Love it. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, the Rangers ended up losing 6-4. I guess Buffalo scored an empty netter. Mike Richter was in goal. Not a great game. Actually, <laughs> Hashik wasn't in goal that night. Tom Draper um, played goal for the the Sabers that night. Um, well, now I got now I got to make sure that that Hasek was on the team. Is he on the roster? So uh, uh, you know they're only showing the lineup, so I don't see yeah, who the he, backup goalie was that did night. Did he leave to? I got to look at this because he he wins the cup. Hasek won the cup. No, he. I'm sorry. He loses to Dallas. He was on Buffalo in '99, so he probably was on that team. I got. I, I vividly remember him hanging out afterwards. But I gotta make sure. Like I said, I'm pretty sure he was on that roster. But go ahead, man. Keep talking. I just want to confirm that Hasek was on that ro- roster. Well, sure. I mean, after that game, obviously, uh, you know, again, I'm with the Ranger fan club trip, so we got on the bus and we headed up to um, Toronto, um, and. Uh, Took the bus all the way up there, got in our hotel. Again, 16 years old. Um, and, and me and my buddy, because the drinking age in Canada, again, 18, we assumed we'd be able to uh, drink a little bit when we got up to Toronto. And actually, what I remember is, uh, and, and Paul, you, uh, you probably remember this a little bit more than I do because you actually jogged my memory on it. You know, one of the things up there, and you mentioned it before, was the Hockey Hall of Fame, which was something I guess we were going to do. But apparently it was closed that weekend, and I really don't remember that. Holy, I guess you'll you'll talk about that a little bit oh, more. So I we got, didn't yeah, go. I got a great story about that one. <laughs> and uh, what we ended up doing instead is we went to the old what what's the uh, baseball what was it called at the time Sky Dome or something um, up in yeah. Toronto where the Blue Jays played. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and um, we went to for lunch that day. There's a Hard Rock, or there was. Um, in the Sky Dome back then. And I remember we went in there and everybody's drinking it again, 16 years old. And my buddy and I thought we could sneak some drinks. So we ordered, I remember I ordered a rum and Coke and uh, the, the 
um, waiter came back, gave us the drinks, and we, and I think the manager came out and was just like, can we see some ID? And we're like, what are you talking? You know, I gave him my ID. I must not even have so I don't have ID. I'm 16. So like, well, you can't drink. I was like, oh, I thought the drinking age in Canada was 16. We almost got in trouble. Like, we almost got, like, arrested. <laughs> you know, and, and we everyone at the table, I was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, we didn't know. And it was, it was this big whole thing. Wow. So we almost got in, like, all this trouble. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, we went to the game that night. And uh, as I've mentioned on the podcast, like a number of times, I was like a huge goalie fan way back when. I remember Felix Potfan was my guy. And um, I'm trying to remember if he was you – know, you talk about Hasek. I'm trying to remember if, if Felix Potfan was was the goalie for the Maple Leafs then. But whatever. I'm sure the he goalie... was. And I, and I just checked. And so I know I wasn't I, – was, he was definitely hanging out with it. I know he was. It was talk about a three-headed goalie monster. Dominic Hassett, Grant Fuhrer, and Darren Poopa were the goaltenders on that um, Sabres roster. Well, it could have been Fuhrer because Fuhrer played for Toronto. Fuhrer well, was playing for Toronto. I'm looking at that roster right now, and he might have at some point. This is crazy, man. Muckler was the head coach. I forgot. Tortorella was the assistant coach of the Sabres that year. Wow. That's crazy. That's interesting. You know, you know what's funny, Paulie? Is there any way that Fior could have got traded the night before? Because he played in the Toronto game the next day. Well, let's let's look it up. <laughs> I love that we're doing this right now. This is awesome. But Fior played. I remember, and and you know who else was on that Toronto team? Glenn Anderson, and he got traded to the Rangers the next year to help him win the cup. But we went up to the game and went to, uh, obviously, the Maple Leafs Gardens. I remember there was a guy on the trip, and, uh, and the seats were so, like, narrow. And this guy, we had a guy who was a real heavy set guy. He didn't fit in the seat. And he had to sit on the step in the aisle because the seats were so narrow. I, I completely remember that. Um, but the Rangers, unfortunately, again, lost. Paulie, terrible trip, by the way. No Messier. <laughs> I know. The Rangers lose both games. <laughs> I don't get to see Felix Potvin play, who I, I was hoping to see. Um, but what was actually fun, so this whole trip, I'm trying to you know get into bars and drink, and I can't get in anywhere. That night, we went back to the hotel, and the hotel bar in Toronto me and my buddy, they let us in and we drank all night. And we were it it late night it turned into like a club. I remember on the dance floor and the strobe light and blah blah blah. I remember going back to my room, Paulie, and I threw up all <laughs> night. Sixteen years old in Toronto, no one watching over me, throwing up in my room. And we had to leave early the next morning to get on the bus and get back. So I guess we all had wake up calls and, you know, after throwing up all night, I, I apparently I called up the front desk and and I was calling to make sure that my wake up call was still on to make sure I got up because I knew what, in bad shape I was in. But apparently I called up and canceled it, not made sure it was there. I called up and canceled it. <laughs> and at whatever time I just hear a, just a not a banging on the door and it's my buddy 
He's like, what are you doing? He's like, everybody is on the bus ready to go. He goes, we almost left you here. He's like, they wanted to leave you here. And I quickly just grabbed all my stuff, ran down. Everybody was yelling at me on the bus. It was the most miserable trip I've ever had in my life. You know, however <laughs> long bus trip from Toronto to Manhattan, just absolutely miserable. And uh, that's how my my trip ended up. 16-year-old Kevin DeLore, a uh, trip to Buffalo <laughs> in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> awful, awful no hangover <laughs> nobody wa- nobody watching over me again my wife just still cannot believe that my parents allowed me to go on that trip i can't i i can't believe it either i mean it was i mean again imagine being 16 years old two range of games no parents no body looking again the person looking over me the person in charge of me was a 21 year old and was basically out drinking the entire I barely even saw the guy. He was out, you know, doing whatever he was doing the entire time. It's not like he was really looking over me, um, over what we were doing. So just an absolutely, absolutely amazing trip. So much fun. Um, I tell that I tell that story about that road trip like all the time because it's a again amazing that my parents allowed me to do it. And B, it was just such a fun time and, and such a fun thing. I don't even know. If the do the Rangers even have that? Do they even have a fan club anymore that does those kind of trips? I don't. Know. I don't even know. I haven't looked into that in a while. I have. No I mean, idea. if they do, they don't promote it uh, because I, it's not like you see any type of commercials for it or anything. So, but just such a fun time. I and and Paul, you'll get into your sort of the second leg of of the trip. Uh, but I, I mean, I I just find it so just amazing that the two of us are on that trip, like. Not not together, but the two of us went on that. And it's just so funny that we were randomly talking about it, you know, at the end of the show last week off the air. And uh, that we were like, wait, wait, I was on the show. I was there. I, it's just so amazing and so, like, hysterical um, that it, you almost can't even make it up. No, you, you can't. I mean, me and just everybody listen, me and you were just like, are you kidding me? Because we were, we were adding up the the time, the dates, the teams, you know. They were playing. The fact that it was, like I said, Buffalo and and, and Ronto on back to back nights, uh, lining this whole thing up. It's it's crazy, you know. Like I said, you were on a bus heading up, and we were flying up. Uh, it just the age difference. It's 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 crazy uh, because full circle now. Me and you doing this show together, and obviously knowing each other through, you know, the sports biz over the last ten years or whatever. But uh, that's just insane. Uh, and just to confirm. Uh, Grant Fuhr was on the Leafs. He was. Okay. I was so I was looking at the total year ninety two ninety three for the whole season for the Sabers as far as their roster. Um, the the Leafs traded Fuhr to Buffalo. There you go on February second, which is like the following week. So he played, oh, so Toronto traded him to Buffalo. Yes, afterward, got it. Yes, for Andrew Chuck and Poopa, Darren Poopa. Crazy. Darren Poopa. That's yes. so funny. Crazy. So, getting back to the Hockey Hall of Fame, that was one of the main reasons that we were doing this trip, too. We kind of looked at it, this great weekend, go up there, uh, and uh, a big part of it, too, is we're going to uh, go see the Hockey Hall of Fame. So, just so everybody knows, when Kevin said, too, what it, that was the week, and we had no idea. That was the week. That they shut down the old Hockey Hall of Fame, which was over at Memorial, the Olympic Park fields, wherever the big stadium is. I think that's where the, 
the uh, MLS soccer team plays now. There's this huge comp. It's an Olympic complex over there. But that's where the old Hockey Hall of Fame was. They've moved it. To, it's in, it's in downtown Toronto now. So we had no idea. So we're going a bunch of young guys. We're going up there. So the next day we rent the car in in uh, Buffalo, and it's it's snowing, and we start heading out. And it was early, and our game plan was is to get into. Um, Toronto, somewhere around 2 o'clock, hit the Hockey Hall of Fame, and then head in, check into our hotel. We stayed at the Marriott right there uh, by the Maple Leaf Gardens. I think it was like across the street. Uh, we'd go scalp tickets, have dinner, and go to the game, whatever. So we rent this car. Um, first thing happens is the uh, windshield wiper fluid doesn't work on the wipers, and I am have my hand out, me and my buddies, and we're clearing the, the windows every you know, every half a mile on the way up. It, it, it seemed like it took forever. So when we get into uh, out of Toronto and we start, because obviously cell phones, no. Google Maps, <laughs> no. None of that stuff. Again, we just simply said once we get in close to Toronto, we'll just ask some locals how to get over to the Hockey Hall of Fame, and they'll, they'll just direct us there. That's how we used to do it in the old days. You used to pull up. Strangers be walking, jogging. You'd roll down your window and say, excuse me, sir, can you tell me how to get where? And people would say, this way. Or they would say, <laughs> I'm not from here. I don't know. <laughs> so sure enough, we, we get it down to Toronto. The trip from the driving trip from hell was unbelievable. We get in there safely. And then we start asking the locals, hey, well, how do you get to the Hockey Hall of Fame? So about two or three people, because it was on the route, you know, we, we go through one section and we get to another couple or whatever, the person or whatever. And then we get to... We pull up, right? And I guess it's noon or what? I can't remember the exact time. Um, and the parking lot's empty except for a couple of cars. And it's Saturday. And we're like, why is it so empty? I mean, we're, th- we're thinking maybe it's just not opened yet or whatever. Was Marty the moose at the front thing saying, sorry, we're closed? <laughs> <laughs> so we get out of the car, right? And literally, it's like it's like the scene in Spinal Tap. Hello, Cleveland. You know, we, we get out of the car. Hello, Toronto. We're here. And... There's nobody in the place and nobody in the parking lot. So we walk up and it's it's and it's closed. And in the in the old hockey hall of fame, you'd look up and you saw all the logos of the teams, the old, you know, seventies, sixties, seventies, eighties logos all up around the thing. So we're looking in going, Oh, this looks so cool. Can't wait to get in there and all that stuff. So uh so whoever's working at the security in there, he he comes up and he cracks the door open and he and he sees a bunch of guys in, you know, hockey jerseys, ranger jerseys, and he's can I help you guys? He said, how you doing? We just uh, we, we, we drove up from Buffalo, and uh, we're, we're from Long Island, and we're, we're here to see the Hockey Hall of Fame, and we just want to know what time it opens. And the guy's like, oh, dude, I'm sorry, man, but uh, we're closed down here at this location, and uh, the other one's not open yet because they're, they're actually just finishing up transferring all the, all the memorabilia from, from the old Hockey Hall of Fame to the new one. And we were like, you got to be kidding me. You know what the guy ended up doing? He let us in the lobby, and we all walked in, and we took pictures inside the lobby of the old Hockey Hall of Fame. At least and he was nice enough to do that. And that was our Hockey Hall of Fame experience. <laughs> That's so funny, and it's funny because I, I remember that, like, so, again, I was 16, so I don't remember everything, and I don't, I don't think I, I even knew what the itinerary was when I was on the trip, but I remember, like, some somebody saying – about the Hockey Hall of Fame, how, you know, we, we couldn't do it or it wasn't open or whatever it was. And it's funny to hear you tell that story 
um, because I, I definitely remember when we were there, there was something going on, and, and obviously that was it. We were a bunch of morons. We felt like idiots. We couldn't believe it. We're all laughing. It's like we, we just could, you couldn't make that up that that happened. And here's the thing. Of the three or four different people that we asked directions to on the way there, not one of them, not one Toronto <laughs> native said, oh, by the way, it's closed down, or, oh, by the way, that's the old location. Or, like, you figure you're in, you're in Toronto, the hockey mecca of the world, and everybody you would run into would say, dude, what do you, what do you mean? It's closed down. Didn't you hear? None of that. They all just said, like, you know, just keep going around the corner. Keep going, you morons. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we, we jet out of there. We have a laugh with the lobby guy. We take some pictures, and then we get in, and we check in at the Marriott. And then we, um, same thing, um, we go hunting for tickets. Uh, we, we scalp tickets. We get great seats. Maple Leafs Gardens. Oh, my God. What it, They don't make them like that. I've never been to the old uh, garden in Boston. I wish I had. Uh, I never got there. But I will tell you this, as a, as a kid who grew up, uh, you know, uh, mid to late 70s and, and the 80s, obviously, and all the old teams, the Nordiques and the Whalers, and coming from those old division, those teams and, and those old buildings, like the Odd and like Maple Leaf Gardens, um, it was just absolutely incredible to be there. I was also a huge Dougie Gilmore fan, uh, and like I said, Felix Potvin, uh, Wendell Clark. There were just some amazing, amazing Toronto Maple Leaf players uh, on that team at the time. Uh, they got close there. Uh, in, in 93, obviously losing to the Kings and stuff. Um, but it was just a, amazing to be there. It was incredible. And we also found out uh, that that night when we got there, after we got our tickets, that was the first night they ever sold alcohol at the old Maple Leafs Gardens. They had never sold it there before. They made a big to-do about it. We were wearing a range of jerseys. Another funny part of this story is, is we. so here we are. We're lucky. Oh, my God. Merry Christmas. We get to drink. This is awesome because we had heard that you couldn't drink in the Maple Leafs Gardens. So we get in there. We drink. We have a great time. And then there's newspapers going around taking pictures of people drinking in the Maple Leaf Gardens for the first time. So uh, they saw us, and they took pictures of us. They interviewed us and everything. So uh, you know, the rest of the night goes on. Rangers lose. Um, we had a blast uh, back to the hotel, drinking uh, as much as we could, uh, eating all that stuff. And then uh, we all got nuts in the hotel room, just having a blast with the guys. And uh, you have that hungover story about driving home on the bus. Well, we were mm-hmm. hungover. There was a fire alarm in the hotel that night. Woke us up at like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever. We were a mess. And the fire alarms went off, and we all had to get out of there and get back in. So that was nuts. But the next morning, we, we thought we were going to be uh, in the Toronto Sun on the cover. This guy told us that uh, we're interviewing you guys. We're going to put you in the paper. And we, we take the car, and we start running by all the newsstands. And um, we, we found the newsstands in the paper, and they didn't put us in it. And that was, again, it was like, okay, oh, you know, you, you don't get to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And then they tell you you're going to be in the paper, and you're not in the paper and all that other stuff. But uh, uh, just a blast. Um, you know, it was just amazing. I, the, the one thing I'll say, like, I can't say enough about it. It was just this um, historical experience of being in the Maple Leaf Gardens. And, and just it was like a, it was just a big box. It's, uh, you remember how the stands went up? How short they yeah. were on certain certain yeah. ends, and, and behind the goal, behind one of the goals, there was like no stands, right? Yeah. Yep, or like very few, yeah, only very like weird. a couple of rows behind yep. one of the goals, right? Yeah, just a very unique type of setup, and, and you're right on top of the ice. A lot of history, 
not a lot of championship history in that building <laughs> uh, recently, you know, whatever. But because uh, they get ripped for it because they haven't won anything in so long. But um, ah, it was just amazing uh, just being there, and, and we had fun. And then, uh, yeah, we we drove back to Buffalo, uh, jumped on the plane and headed back. And like I said, all the the, uh, the times in between there uh, were just a lot. I believe Van Beesburg played against yes, the Yes, he Leafs. did. He did. You know, Richter lost the yeah. first one. But what was the score in the Leafs game? Uh, I got it in front of me. Uh, 3-1. Um, Toronto goals by Gilmore, uh, McElwain, and Mark Osborne. And Ranger goal by Tony Monte. Assisted by Doug Waite and Adam Graves. Oh, Dougie How about Waite. that? Doug Waite, Amante. Amante from it's... Waite and Graves. Can you, it's like That's the other thing, too, Katie. We're on this trip, right? That weekend... And that's when everything for 94 just starts, it starts steamrolling after that, you know? Nielsen gets fired, right? Keenan comes yeah. in for the next season. Remember, they go to London. Uh, you know, that season ends. Uh, yeah, they lost Van Viesbrook to the uh, yeah. uh, to Panthers. the Panthers in the, uh, in the draft. So it's, It all started, man. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's crazy. And, uh, you know, just for me, you know, being a 16-year-old on that trip, you know, I definitely at the time, I, I definitely think I appreciate the trip more now than I did then. I mean, I'm like a 16-year-old punk kid, you know, but to be like, wow, I, w- I went to a game at the Odd and then Maple Leafs Gardens, yep. you know, in the history, you know, in both of those arenas and just those great arenas and great players that have gone through there. You know, at the time, what what did I know? I was 16, you know. I mean, I, I knew hockey. I followed it and, you know, was a student of the game then. But I think now just like, wow, I was in those arenas um, is a pretty cool thing uh, to be able to say I was there. And, you know, one of those – again, a 16-year-old kid, it was like a, a one of those sort of things. The guy's like, do you want to go on this trip? And I was like, yeah, I'll go. Why not? Like, you know, let me ask my parents. And, and uh, you know, the fact that I was able to go – um, and, 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 you know, experience those, those arenas that, you know, you know, in nowadays, I mean, so many people weren't able to do that. Um, and, and just, you know, some of the, you know, those teams, again, Tony Amante and Waite and, and Graves was on that team. And it was again, such a down year after they won the president's trophy the year before it was sort of that weird season in between 92 and 94, you know, where, you know, they were expected to to maybe push for a cup that season. It really just fell apart. That was the year that Leach slipped on the ice or, you know, whatever happened and broke his, his ankle, <laughs> um, too. So that was just like a disaster year for the team, um, you know, from start to finish. I think they almost finished in last place. So, you know, and again, they, lo- they lose Van Viesbrook to the expansion draft. Actually, what they did was the Rangers traded Van Viesbrook to um, – Vancouver uh, for Dougie Lister, Lister, and then Vancouver left them available for the expansion draft, when, and Florida grabbed them. That's a trip, man. Yeah, and Lister it's... ended up w- helping the Rangers win the Cup the next year. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, just just an amazing trip, and and the fact that you were there just makes it even more amazing, and just absolutely hysterical, to be honest. And you know, again, just the age difference and the two sort of different experiences that the two of us had 
you know, me being a 16 year old trying to get in, you know, trying to drink, you know, trying to get into the bar and finally getting in. And it was just great experience and, you know, not really drinking a lot, you know, at age 16 and drinking too much and throwing up and having this whole thing. And you guys, you know, just trying to find that awesome bar and, and whatever. And, you know, I know the difference in myself being a Ranger fan in my twenties compared to when I was, you know, in my teens and just appreciating the team maybe more and having more of a knowledge of the team and everything that's going on in the game itself. You know, I was playing hockey at the time, but even still, I think as you get older, you sort of figure things out a little bit more. And, um, you know, it's just amazing to sort of look back on that and just that experience is hysterical. Yeah, no, it was super. I remember uh, last call up in, in Buffalo and Toronto was early. It's kind of like uh, Massachusetts stuff, 2 o'clock or whatever. I remember them kicking us out of the uh, hotel bar in Toronto at the uh, – at the Marriott, we just we we, we didn't want to leave. Um, it's I, funny. I, I wonder if we were in the same hotel together. We were, I mean, I don't remember the fire alarm, but I was probably passed out drunk. So if there was a fire alarm, I probably wouldn't even have remembered. Um, but it would have been funny if we were in the same place, same bar, or whatever, it, or if we crossed paths. I mean, that's hysterical. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I know we were in some rundown hotel in Buffalo, uh, close to the airport, and. Yeah, in in Ronta, we were at the Marriott. Yeah, because you could. It was, it's it's a pretty popular spot. You could look down. There's there's always a rink that they show in Toronto. If you're ever watching Hockey Night in Canada, and the kids are all playing there at nighttime, that that rink is still there, I believe. Um, so that was there. Uh, the other thing I remember too about Buffalo uh, after we got our tickets to the Ord and, and saw the guys at the practice, we went around Buffalo. We brought our ice skates with us, and we, we were hoping to get you know some uh, just do some public skating and everything else. Uh, we couldn't get into any rink. I was so impressed. I'll never forget. We went to about three or four different rinks. Couldn't get on because it was all uh, from Pee Wee. It was all hockey. It was just incredible. Mm. And we actually went and watched uh, a bunch of like Pee Wee games and some Bantam games. We could not get any public skating, ice skating at that time because it was all league stuff. It was incredible. And um, the Buffalo Bisons, that, uh, that minor league baseball team, they play up there. Uh, Pete Weber used to do – he does the radio now for uh, the National Predators. He's been doing it for years, but he was with Buffalo back then too. But, yeah, no, just just a great trip. Um, you know, it's like, you know, when you talk about – like for me, a little older, th- uh, you know, at the time and just with your buddies and just memories, just having a great time. And like I said, you get in there and get out of there. No no harm, no foul. And that's the thing about road trips. You, you hope that you can go out and into another city and another fan base. And and you, you, the ones that we've rolled off here, you know, uh, you know, especially uh, locally here, Philly and Boston. And I'm sure you've, we've all gone back and forth to Jersey. And uh, I got tons of great nights. We went to the Meadowlands years ago. Uh, and then... Um, you know, just taking the path into Jersey and went to the new building, the Rock and stuff. And obviously, Range around the games, which we talked about too, even though the road trips, just going into other buildings. But look, it's it's great stuff. It's great memories. And, and again, it is. It's it's a kind of trip. Like I said, we, we were talking about this at the end of the show last week, and we, we honestly couldn't believe we, we went on the same weekend. And it's just great here to sit here and, and talk about it and uh, and talk about those teams. Maybe that's something we'll, we'll, we'll pick up next week too as well, KD, and just kind of maybe talk about follow this year. And, and all the changes and Keenan coming in, how the 94 team uh, began. I think that might be something we, we, we uh, touch on next week. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like I just mentioned, it's the, you know, losing, you know, trading Van Viesburg to, to Vancouver and getting Litzter back. You know, at the time, the Rangers were just trying to do that so they didn't have to expose, you know, Van, Van Viesburg or Richter, I think was the idea behind it. So they traded Van Viesburg so at least they could get something back. You know, and Litzer ends up being a big part of, 
you know, the cup run. And, and again, even in the games that we that we went to, you know, Glenn Anderson was on was on the Maple Leafs. Yeah, no, there's you a know, ton he, of the and players he ends up being a big part. Yeah, I mean, the play, the players that were on that lineup and that season, and then when Keenan comes in, and, and like I said, they went to London that year, and then we could just, you know, did everything that happened from Keenan on, and, and you look at that roster that we went to see, uh, you know, that year, and then we, ha- we got to look at the offseason, and then that, that's how it started, man. The next year, they win the freaking Stanley Cup. It's incredible. And you, you're right, man. You you look at it all the different look at all the different players that were in other places and who ended up coming to the Rangers. It's it's crazy. And the guys we lost, like I said, when you mentioned Gardner, Dougie Waite, Tony Amante, back then those guys, Turcott. Yeah. You know, and then you laugh at guys and you know, guys like Mark Hardy and all that. And like I said, Nielsen gets fired. The whole there's so much going on. Ron Smith was the assistant coach. It's crazy, man. You know who was on? You know who was on the Rangers too. And and I'm I'm looking at the box. Pear juice. Yes, we used to call him fruit juice. Yeah, <laughs> that that's an that's an all time great name. Oh, there's too many of them, man. Karpatsev. We used to call him Potsy. Oh, man, forget about it, man. This is all great stuff. We talk. Look at me and you, man. Over an hour and a half. Who's listening to this podcast? <laughs> no one. <laughs> That's why I just think I'm talking to you on the phone right now, um, but yeah, no. Like I said earlier, you know, if you, if you know anyone, the the three people actually listening right now, um, you know, definitely get on a trip. You know, it's you know, it's a weird spot. You know, you talk about all the different places. You know, me and my buddies, we flew up to Ottawa for the Senators game. I hear it's beautiful see, up there. But you know, what's strange is where where the Senators play is like an hour outside of Ottawa. And we didn't know that. And um, so we get to the airport and we actually, usually when we go on these trips, we usually try to book a hotel like next to the arena, like near the arena. So we could just walk to the game. Um, so we, we got the hotel and, and again, back then, you know, it's, you know, not the same as, you know, we didn't have phones and the internet, no internet. And oh, it was, it was internet, but it was not like it was now. And um, so we just booked this hotel no by the arena. We didn't. <laughs> so we, we get in a cab at the airport and the guy is driving and he's driving. And we're like, where are we going? He's like, oh, I'm taking it's in uh, Canada or Canada. It's a K-A-N-A-T-A or something like that. It's like 45 minutes to an hour outside of the city of Ottawa. So now the the arena is like in the middle of nowhere and there's nothing around. <laughs> so we would take so we were there for like 3 nights. We would take a cab back into the city of Ottawa. You know, it would be like a $100 cab ride because there was nothing around the hotel where we were. <laughs> it was hysterical. But, you know, those, like you said, those, those are the fun things that sort of happen. You go up to Toronto and the Hockey Hall of Fame is closed. You know, we go up to Ottawa <laughs> and the arena, you know, little, you know, little did we know, is like an hour away in the, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, it's not in Ottawa. Uh, and, but the city of Ottawa was amazing. That's why we kept going back. We were spending $100 a cab ride because it was so much fun. But um, it's just those like and my friends and I, we, we talk about the stories from all these road trips, you know, over and over again because it's such a blast. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, when it comes back, 
that's a great one to do. Uh, if it lines up, Rangers, if they do Buffalo and Toronto back-to-back, uh, it's definitely yeah. a trip to my Now, a couple of my buddies who went on the trip, they went back. How went long back. of a ride was that from Buffalo to Toronto? I mean, I don't remember. I think it was like two remember? hours, two and a half hours or something like that. It oh, that's bad. it. Oh, it's and it probably would have been quicker. We were, Like I said, we were driving in snow and slush, and I had to drive like, you know, 30 miles an hour because we didn't have any wiper fluid, and we were on this main. I, I have no recollection at all. And again, I was 16. No recollection of that ride from, you know, Buffalo to, to Toronto. I just don't remember it. I don't remember doing it. I don't remember. I'm assuming we were in snow, too, I guess. I mean, we were doing the same trip. Uh, but I, I just don't remember it at all. Well, that's what happens when you're young. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's it's true. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's part of it, too. I mean, you know, when you're in your 20s and you pretty much I, – I remember my all – my range of trips from when I was in, in my twenties, but I, that, that trip, because it was that long ago, I just don't remember like, uh, like large part portions of it, like where the hotels were, where did we stay? Where, you know, where exactly was I in Toronto? I have no idea. I don't remember what hotel we were at or whatever. I just, I just remember throwing up in the toilet that night. Yeah. No, we, uh, <laughs> we drank a hell of a lot. The other thing too, is we, we only booked, I can't remember. I think, I think we booked one room. For the four guys, and then like we would, uh, like it was two guys were in the room, and then we snuck the other two guys in. I think that's how we saved money on the hotel. Oh yeah, we did the same yeah, on so, all our trips. It'd be four. Yeah. It was four of us on all our trips, yeah. and uh, we did the same thing: one room, you know, <laughs> two guys, the and, floor. and the rest. Yeah, beers. In yeah, the f- we didn't. <laughs> beers in the sink. early twenty. We had no money. <laughs> Nobody had money. We barely could af- afford the flights. Actually, you want to hear something funny? A trip. Since we're just getting into it and, and, you know, the three people that are listening. (laughs) The trip that we had down to to Tampa, we had booked it way far in advance. So um, I I booked my trip on Spirit Airline. I don't know if you remember Spirit Airline. So it was from, you know, probably LaGuardia into Toronto, uh, into Tampa. So all great. So a couple of days before... Um, my now wife was just my girlfriend at the time was like, you know, did you check your flight? Make sure everything's okay. I was like, why would I have to do that? She was like, I don't know. You should probably check it. So I call up the airline to check my flight and spirit airlines. Like we don't fly into Tampa anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? I was like, what are you talking? I was like, I have a flight. (laughs) <laughs> to, into Tampa next week. They're like, no, you don't. So I like called my travel agent, you know, at the time you, you had, you know, you booked through travel agents and she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So they had to fix my flight and they flew me into Orlando and they rented me a car for free. And I had to drive from Orlando to Tampa. And what's funny at the time, I'm trying to remember what year that was. It was like, probably like 2000 three or something florida was like on fire like it was on fire and i had to drive through like florida on fire and after the game when i was driving back the next day we got diverted off because the main road i think it's i4 or whatever it is in florida that goes from orlando to tampa was shut down and i basically if people you know people listening live on long island it was like i drove on merrick road from Tampa to Orlando to get to this flight, and I barely made my flight. Um, but again, road trips, road trip, these are baby. the things that happen. Like, <laughs> it, it's just like fun. 
And and of course the travel agent like booked me this like real small like crappy like compact car. My buddies they all flew into Tampa, and my buddy like rented like a convertible like Mustang car to drive around in. But it was like you know we all couldn't fit in. A couple of other buddies, actually my buddy from Massapequa, he was it um was drafted by the Pirates, and he was in spring training at the time for the Pirates down in, in Florida, so he met us. So there wasn't enough room in his car, so they were, like, picking straws to see what, who would drive in my piece of crap car, you know, instead of going in the Mustang convertible. But uh, fun stuff, man. Just fun stories, fun stuff. Again, highly recommend. Get it together, everyone. I'm in my 40s now. I can't do it. <laughs> I got kids. I got family. I got bills. I well, can't go on those trips anymore. Yeah, I know. Jeez, it's hard enough to go in, into the, into a home game these days, buddy. <laughs> I, I'm terrified. I can't even do that. I do. Uh, we talk about it on here. It's too expensive. Forget it. <laughs> Although it's probably you know some of these places, it's probably cheaper to you know fly there and, and go to the game than it is to go to MSG. But <laughs> that's true too, man. <laughs> So I saw somebody. True, I saw somebody was talking about that when when Vegas's first year, and they were trying to get people there. It was cheaper to get a flight to Vegas and go to the game there than it would be to go to the game at the Garden. That's crazy. Well, I'm sure if you end down playing some craps and down the rooms, it's going to cost you a lot more than a home game. Well, that's true too. <laughs> Depending on uh, what your addictions are, but uh, <laughs> nah, good stuff. And and hopefully everybody out there who hasn't will will get a chance again uh, sooner than later to get uh, some road trips, get some sports back and some hockey. And all that stuff. So, um, oh yeah, people can't go on road trips right now, right? Yeah, no, you can't go anywhere, <laughs> and we don't know when we can. But anyway, hey, look, anybody uh, who uh, sits through this one hour and forty, <clears throat> our longest podcast ever, uh, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, it's been a blast as always. So there you go, buddy, man. One for the record books, and um, nice. It's a lot of fun, man. Great memories. At we least keep... we enjoyed it. Yeah, hey, look, this is for me and you right now, especially now, right? <laughs> Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, KD, as always, say goodbye to the folks, my friend. Bye, folks. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Go Rangers Radio. Uh, and we will be back. We will be, we will be back here next week. Hopefully, I will be able to speak uh, uh, that uh, uh, the way I'm not speaking now. <laughs> Woo! It's bad. All right. They're not playing, but as always, let's go Rangers. Stay healthy out there, everybody. <laughs> 